to the NFL. Welcome to the NFL, rookie. Hello and welcome to this week's very own episode of the DWZ. That's right, the Dynasty Warzone's very own Rookie Rundown. As always, I am your host, Dallas, and you can find me on Twitter at Salad Galore. That is Dallas spelled backwards with the double L, Galore. Guys, we are in the thick of it, as we will be for the next two months until the NFL draft. And then guess what? We're still going to be in the thick of it for about two to three months after that over the OTA periods, etc. But before all of that fun stuff happens with all of these rookies that we love to talk and hear about so much, we still have to decipher what is going to happen in this free agency period in the NFL for the NFL draft. Um, so that's what I'm here to do. If you listen to last week's episode, we did a deep dive into the RB carousel that is going to happen in the free agency period leading to the actual you know, draft class of running backs. Um, in total, I covered 33 running backs last week from the draft and from free agency, where their likely landing spots would make a lot of sense and not to be confused or concerned if they were to land in those specific spots. And then I'm going to be diving into this week, specifically into the wide receivers, followed by the quarterbacks in next week's episode as free agency is truly hitting off. Um, as a reminder, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, check it out. But the format for this one, I will be covering all of the free agent landing spots, retirements, trades that may be happening in this year's actual draft, followed by diving into the draft, filling the spots that teams, if these landing spots are accurate with the wide receivers in the free agency period, it'll give us a better idea as to what type of wide receivers and what type of scheme fits we would be looking at specifically for the top 15 prospects at the wide receiver position based off the PFF board, not off my own rankings. I wanted to just stick to that kind of more of a broad spectrum thing because it is prior to the NFL draft now. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about 30 total wide receivers in today's show. I'm going to be doing a deep dive and then I'll give you the whole roster depth chart breakdown of what you would be looking at and the overall you know potency of these wide receiver depth charts for all 32 teams following my makeshift stick plug and play uh, wide receiver game that I'm planning to do here. But without further ado, we will hop right in. We'll start off with the newly addition, uh, the new wide receiver addition, I should say, to the wide receiver class in free agency in 2023, and that is Mr. Robert Woods. Um, Robert Woods comes off of his second year, off of his torn ACL. He will be 30 years of age at the beginning of next season. Um, he's getting up there in age, but he's still an extremely productive slot player. He's a good separator, a move player in very consistent hands. Even in a quote-unquote down year, he still put up over 700 yards in Tennessee's offense, which was horrible and abysmal in the passing game last year, not due to Robert Woods' fault, but due to the quarterback play and the O-line play that was happening at the same time. Um, Robert Woods feels like a ring chase type of player. He's made quite a bit of money over his NFL career, He's probably not going to get some gangbuster deal, and rather than trying to go for a prove-it deal, I see him probably signing more realistically like a two-year deal with a contender that has some good, decently guaranteed and incentive-laden um, you know, contract money on it. And the place that makes the most sense for me is returning to Buffalo, the team that drafted him. Um, he would fit in immediately as a slot wide receiver on that team or a true X on the outside to be working opposite to a Gabe Davis or Stefan Diggs. There's a lot of versatility that would happen with Robert Woods here. And that wide receiver core would be significantly better than what it is now if they were to 
you know, add Robert Woods. Now, deep down, do I want Khalil Shakir to take over that slot role and truly be in that starting three rotation for them? Absolutely. But Robert Woods makes a lot of sense of going back to the North on a team that he could realistically have probably a 50-50 chance of getting to the Super Bowl on from the AFC side. The second player in the free agency market here is Mr. Alan Lazard, and this is all about where is Aaron Rodgers going to land. Um, Based off of all the combine talk that we've heard so far, the retreat talk, the post and prior retreat talk that Rodgers was spilling, uh, I think a return to Green Bay is unlikely. I think Lazard does have a decent market. Realistically, I think the Bears could be in the market for him. Unfortunately, that is not what I want because it's a redundant skill set with what we have with Chase Claypool. But for a guy like Alan Lazard, I see Rodgers landing with the Jets and who's looking realistically for a third wide receiver on their team, the Jets. Um, Very likely that either trade or cut happens with a guy like Corey Davis. Um, Corey Davis is a guy that is productive and has been productive, but when you could bring in a security blanket type of wide receiver like Alan Lazard, who's very used to what Rodgers likes to do, understands his makeshift and has been there his entire career, it just makes a little bit too much sense not to have him on that roster. So I have Lazard signing a two to three year deal in the New York Jets starting lineup as a you know wide receiver three, a true X on the outside. The third wide receiver of note here is Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I have him chasing the bag this season. He already has a Super Bowl. Um, he has already done a prove-it deal. He was very productive and the leading wide receiver outside of Travis Kelsey on the Kansas City Chiefs team in 2022. So I have him actually going to Baltimore. There's been a lot of talks. There was talks prior to last season about him going to Baltimore before he ultimately decided to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're still looking for that true possession wide receiver over the middle. That way you can get the likes of Devin DuVernay and Rashad Bateman on the outside to be a true, you know, dynamic wide receiver, more so than a possession receiver, which they've been kind of slotted into over the last two years. And then that takes a little bit of the burden off of a guy like Mark Andrews, who is starting to age a little bit more. But we saw how dynamic the middle of the field was for the Chiefs last year, having Juju and Kelsey and that going to Baltimore, who has the money to pay him what he wants this year could be very, very nice. The fourth wide receiver is none other than Mr. Jacoby Myers, and I have him staying put in New England. Uh, my main concern and question about him going anywhere else is what would New England do without him? Uh, they would have basically Devontae Parker and then nothing else in the roster. So it's just a team that you look at and you're like, it, it just makes too much sense to keep him. Going on to the next guy on the list is Mr. Mikol Hardman. This is another guy I have staying put with the Kansas City Chiefs. This is more of an injury discount type of situation and a system fit more than anything. They like their fast, speedy, shifty wide receivers. Before his injury, Mikol was on a tear for the Kansas City Chiefs and looked like he was the tried and true wide receiver one for this roster. Um, The injury, obviously, groin uh, groin surgery required in this offseason, but he should be healthy for the beginning of the season. Um, I don't think any team's going to pay him the money he's probably looking for. So if he's going to have to take a discounted contract anyways, I think staying in Kansas City makes the most sense due to familiarity and being kind of a favorite target of Patrick Mahomes of the last two years. Next wide receiver is Mr. Paris Campbell, um, the darling out of Ohio State that has just never really hit with the Indianapolis Colts. Um, You know what team is missing a player that is very similar to a Paris Campbell based off of this year's free agency? Uh, That would be none other than the Atlanta Falcons, uh, who are losing Olamias Zacchaeus. And you bring in Paris Campbell, very similar role, but a little bit faster, a little bit more well-rounded than Zacchaeus was. Comes in, can be the slot from day one with 
top of defense breaking speed, I think it would be a great fit in Atlanta for Paris Campbell. Another guy with a lot of speed, but a bigger body frame who has proven that he still has it in the tank, even after an injury plagued one season prove it deal in Detroit is DJ Chark. I have him signing with the Las Vegas Raiders who are known to love those speed threats and are currently without said speed threat since letting Zay Jones walk in free agency two years ago. He comes in, fills into a rotational need in Las Vegas with whatever young quarterback is there. Um, he comes in as a guy who has had to be the wide receiver one, was a productive wide receiver one, but isn't even remotely asked to be due to the fact that they have one of the better slot receivers in the NFL in Hunter Renfro and the indomitable just monster that is Devontae Adams on the outside. I think it would round out the core very nicely and would be a very smart signing for whatever quarterback they decide to bring in to the Raiders, which looking now looks like it will be a rookie. Um, under the radar free agent that will be signed and will immediately increase the productivity overall, specifically on deep balls of a wide receiver core, is Darius Slayton from the New York Giants. I have him signing in Pittsburgh on a decently cheap, underrated, just one of those smart signings that a lot of teams do. Um, they constantly are looking for that speed guy on the outside to truly take the top off of a defense. Um, Devont, uh, not sorry, Devontae, Deonta Smith or Deontay Johnson currently is not the player to do that. And then we already know that they shipped away Chase Claypool. Uh, George Pickens can be a sideline boundary wide receiver, but there's not a lot of versatility going on with a lot of his routes right now. So a guy coming in like Darius Slayton could play any of the positions that are needed of him, but could come in basically day one as that wide receiver on the left side of the field opposite of George Pickens um, and could really help open up those deeper routes for a guy like Pickens to truly eat um, as the wide receiver one here. Um, an older wide receiver that I have actually going to the Kansas City Chiefs to fill a role cheap, and this is another cheap ring-chasing pick based off of his $3 million salary last year with the Saints, is none other than Jarvis Landry. Have him signing in Kansas City, filling in that slot role to replace Juju for realistically like a 15th, not, not a 15th, that's a, an outrageous amount, but maybe a, a 10th of the amount of money that a guy like Juju is going to get in the free agency market. You could bring in Landry and get very similar production, and it's a very savvy route outrunner, a guy who's looking for that first ring and would be a very smart addition to the Chiefs team. Um, we then start diving a little bit more a little bit more into the trade and weird situation cases. Um, the first one on the list is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, basically, no way that he's not traded. Um, he's looking for more money. He's still extremely productive in a team that is going to have a rookie quarterback and is going to want to increase their passing corpse around him, but still have the actual structure to succeed, which is what Hopkins is also looking for. Very few teams fit this is the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I have him chasing the money, chasing the trade opportunity to come in as the true wide receiver one slash wide receiver one a to a Michael Pittman round out that core as a chain mover and just a dominant piece for whatever rookie quarterback that comes in. It will look very, very nice for the Colts wide receiving core with DeAndre Hopkins in it. Uh, the next wide receiver on the list is none other than Mr. Michael Thomas, the slant king himself. This is a pick that I'm not in love with, but there's a lot of rumblings out there. And when it comes to realistically what he probably still thinks he deserves to get paid just because of the alpha that he is and the overall need for that true slot or big slot, the Chicago Bears is where I have Michael Thomas landing. 
comes in um, perfect fit for the offense. Not sure if it is something that I will love just due to the injury history. I have it marked down as this would be pain incarnate because it would just be the ultimate blue ball tease situation for me if this is what ends up happening because realistically he will probably get hurt wherever he goes. But the team fit and the money fit and the overall outlook and the need for him to succeed, it just makes a little bit too much more sense than any other team in the NFL right now. Um, also, he will get cut and he will get cut Basically, at some point, probably when you're listening to this, he may have already been cut because at the beginning of the league year, um, his contract becomes, you know, guaranteed. Um, he restructured it basically to where when they cut him, they can break up the overall uh, cap hit over the next couple of years. And there's no way that they keep him on the books going into 2023 because um, they couldn't get out of the $26 million cap hit he's going to have this year. So they still owe him that money. Um, Brandon Cooks is getting traded from the Houston Texans to the Dallas Cowboys. This is more of a quarterback upgrade slash contending take than anything. It's a team that made the playoffs who arguably has probably the most up and coming and dominant defensive team in the NFL. In the Cowboys, you bring in Cooks to be that true slot, allow CeeDee Lamb to just kind of push around and go everywhere that he wants to. And it makes Michael Gallup into the wide receiver three that he should have been. Uh, the QB and the overall uh, team fit is what makes more sense here than most other places. I really would love Brandon Cooks in Chicago, but he's made it pretty abundantly clear that he only wants to go to a contender. So if he's not going to get cut, then he, he needs to basically get traded for cheap to a contender. Um, another player on the wide receiver market, but I have him in this weird category, is OBJ. Not really sure what's going to go here, but this is the second wide receiver on this list. It's going to round out the true free agents that I have of note for me. I have him also going back to the team that drafted him in the New York Giants. I have Robert Woods returning to Buffalo and OBJ returning to the Giants to round out those New York uh, wide receiving cores, the fits there, the needs there, and it's a new head coach and GM as opposed to who was there when he was there originally. Um, they were in the OBJ chase last year, as well as Buffalo were last year when he had decided to re-sign with the Rams. His second injury will realistically make him a very cheap addition, but he's a guy that that Giants core is just screaming for some kind of playmaker outside of a little slot. There's a lot of free agents this year for the Giants, so they're a sneaky team to pay attention to when it comes to actually paying up for a wide receiver and or trading and or drafting one highly. But I have OBJ returning home. And then the last name, RIP Julio Jones, I have him retiring. I think it's time. He's proved all that he needed to do. He is going to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver just from his overall stats and dominant play over the last, you know, decade, basically. Um, and it, he just doesn't quite have it anymore. Anything that he would be signing is not relevant for fantasy space. So that is the 15 wide receivers of note. There are some other guys that are out there. I chose not to mention them specifically. Corey Davis will get a job somewhere, but I don't think it's really going to be helping out a ton of teams. Um, so that's why I didn't mention him after kicking him out for a guy like Alan Lazard. So moving on to the draft prospects, um, looking at the needs that are still there, the landing spots that are still there, and the overall uh, what you'd be looking for. I would love to put one of these guys into a Chicago Bears uniform, but guess what? I didn't do it for you guys. I gave you a Chicago list landing spot draft of the top 15 wide receivers just because of that Michael Thomas take. Going on to a lot of people's number one wide receiver, I will dive into Mr. Quinton Johnston out of TCU. Um, landing spot is very popular. It's due to the fit and the dire need for another guy on the outside opposite of the guy that they drafted last year. That is the Tennessee Titans. Um, athleticism and dominance physically is the name of the game with that Vrabel team in general. It's who they tend to lean towards. And so if there's any wide receiver that's going to go in the first round to Tennessee, it's going to be a guy like Quentin Johnson. 
Second wide receiver on the board is a guy, um, Jordan Addison, a true move piece, um, mover, athletic, all-around wide receiver. The frame is a little bit small, but if the team is willing to go ahead and add a guy like Bryce Young, how I anticipate them getting at the beginning of the NFL draft, um, I don't think they're going to have any issue bringing in Jordan Addison to pair with him. And that is the Houston Texans, realistically, at 12. Um, If everything were to fall out and they were smart with how they're constructing the team offensively attacking weapon-wise, I think based off of my RB death chart from last week and the wide receiver now, if they were able to bring in a Bryce Young, Jordan Addison, and Jameer Gibbs with their first three picks in the NFL draft, this offense would look completely different and be one to be reckoned with going forward. The third wide receiver of note in the um, draft profile position is JSN, uh, one of my favorites, and I have him actually, I would love him to fall, I would love him to find his ways, again, this is the guy that I want on the Bears, but I have him go to New England, and I know a lot of people might be saying, well, Jacoby Myers is re-signing in New England, why are you signing JSN? They can both play anywhere. Um, they have played slots just because they're larger and slightly less athletic than some of the other guys, but guess what? They're great separators, great move pieces, and great yards after the catch wide receivers as well. Um, I think they could be a deadly duo inside and outside interchangeably to where you have no idea what they're running based off of the fact that both can play the routes very similarly. And then JSN is just a ton of fun to watch. His limitations will make him fall a little bit, and that's why I think at 14 to the New England Patriots makes a lot of sense for a falling prospect like JSN. Next, we get to Mr. Zay Flowers. This is a guy I have him actually falling out of the first round. I have him going to New Orleans, replacing a guy like Michael Thomas as a true underneath wide receiver who just cannot be guarded basically in zone. If you're trying to put a zone on him, he's just going to eat you alive. Um, That's a nice pairing with him at Olave. A lot of athleticism, and they got much, much younger at the wide receiver position by doing this type of move. Another undersized wide receiver that'll be the trend here for a couple of guys is Nathaniel Tank Dell. I have him going to Denver. He's probably the best separator in the class when it comes to route running ability to get off press if you decide to press him. And if there's one guy in the league outside of Andy Reid who I feel pretty confident in his ability to scheme up plays for specific roles and specific body types without being concerned about how big or how small you are it's a guy like sean payton in denver so that's why i actually have nathaniel dell coming in rounding out that wide receiver core and being the true move piece because they're losing people like kj hamler they're probably going to be cutting a guy like tim patrick who's in his second straight injury season and with a new head coach so nathaniel dell makes a lot of sense going to denver as that gadgety player that sean payton typically has always had in his offenses going on to another slightly bigger wide receiver and a guy that's near and dear to my heart um, unfortunately i had to put him on a bitter rival of the bears and that is the minnesota vikings selecting josh downs um, slot in and out can be a true replacement for a guy like adam thielen after his contract is up at the end of this next year comes in as the true wide receiver three they've tried a lot of discounted slot wide receivers in the draft, but I haven't brought anyone in free agency. Basically, since Kirk Cousins got there, um, there's been a lot of injury concerns specifically with this Minnesota Vikings offense, but a guy like Josh Downs would just completely round out this receiving group and really solve a lot of the issues that they have once teams decided to start exclusively rolling coverages over to guys like Justin Jefferson. 
The next wide receiver of note is Mr. Kayshawn Boutte out of LSU. I have him going to New York. I have him falling with OBJ and falling into that court. I think they have to make moves in New York to truly round out that wide receiver core with how many names they're losing because the biggest name after cutting Kenny Galladay on that roster right now is literally Wandell Robinson, who only played like four games last year before getting hurt. So bringing in OBJ in free agency and a guy like Keishon Bouti, um, both excellent, uh, you know, yak guys able to separate over the middle, physical, physical, great catch specimens. I think that would be a good way to round out that New York Giants passing game. Next wide receiver is a speed demon, a guy I don't like a bunch, but a team that has always been looking for that type of wide receiver based off of the model that they've drafted time and time again is the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Tyler Lockett is getting long in the tooth when it comes to age-wise, still extremely productive, but in a similar vein as to how bringing in a guy like Josh Downs fits very well for Minnesota, bringing in a guy like Jalen Hyatt to Seattle is exactly what you'd be looking for. A guy like Tyler Lockett is pretty similar to his skill set that you would be looking for. Um, he's got speed for days, and that would open up that passing game even more for a guy like Geno Smith if they decide to go with him or any rookie that they decide to bring in as well. Second round pick, burning one of them on a guy like Jalen Hyatt, easy peasy for the Seattle Seahawks. The next wide receiver note is one that is near and dear to my heart, Xavier Hutchinson, um, once again going to a rival, and it is a production profile that is old, old school, and that's why I think going to a team that lots people that were productive in college more so than not and is still looking for another wide receiver based off of their wide receiver core and the aging and the most likely uh, leaving of their quarterback is the green bay packers xavier hutchinson comes in can be a true x on the outside can run opposite of either romeo dubs or christian watson can be completely interchangeable with a guy like romeo dubs basically very similar skill set um, I think it's one that would make sense, and it would just make it an extremely well-rounded passing game in this offense, which is really what you're asking for. And then he's a very, very good blocker, which is what is required by this little floor um, wide receivers on the outside. Another physical wide receiver, uh, a slightly bigger build, and one that has the type of makeup really that if you look at the Carolina Panthers, they've been missing for quite some time as a receiver, as that physicality, that grit, that my ball mentality. It's Rasheed Rice. I have him coming in to pair in with DJ Moore. Um, one's a very good route runner. One is just a my ball guy. And then you have whatever it is that Terrace Marshall has become basically on that roster. Really well-rounded out um, wide receiver core. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think Carolina is one of those teams that could sneakily be targeting a wide receiver in the first round if they decide to go veteran in the QB market. Um, next target is the Atlanta Falcons. Once again, bringing another wide receiver, rounding out that core, um, and bringing in a guy like Parker Washington. He's a slot beefcake. Um, he's very, very good underneath. It's a guy that they, that's the type of profile kind of that you need to allow for, um, the tight end <laughs> to truly eat in that Atlanta offense. Um, I think they are going to stick with Desmond Ritter for the time being. It makes too much sense for them not to, unless they end up basically getting a trade somehow for a guy like Lamar Jackson. But Parker Washington comes in, plays the slot, allows for a lot more flexibility in this overall offense, matches in with Paris Campbell, who they brought in with free agency and Drake London, who was already there. Just a really well-rounded wide receiver core at that point. Um, this one is to replace Mr. DeAndre Hopkins. And I think a lot of people might actually like if this were to happen, because this is the profile that they're going to be missing if they give up a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. I have Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee landing with the Arizona Cardinals as the big outside X. Um, they already have Rondell Moore. They already have Marquise Hollywood Brown, who is due a contract here pretty soon. 
um, yet again. So a big outside wide receiver to fill, fill that role. He's got tons of talent. Um, a lot of people like him more than I do, but I think it's a fit that would make a lot of sense and will be pretty good for the team overall. Um, this one was a little bit weird. I was having some issues trying to figure out where A.T. Perry should go because a lot of teams need wide receivers, but I don't need. I don't think a lot of them are searching actively for that X outside wide receiver that A.T. Perry is definitely going to be at six foot five. Uh, but I have him go to the Los Angeles Rams. They like those unique builds at tight end and wide receiver to truly fill in their offense. And I think it's a, a mold that they don't really have right now, even with the Van Jefferson on the field with the Rams. I think that this would be a really good fit for a guy like A.T. Perry. Next name on the board, second to last, is Mr. Tyler Scott. Um, if there's one thing that the Baltimore Ravens have been missing since shipping off Marquise Brown last year, it is speed on that offense. It was an issue all year, and it's something that they need. They brought in a guy like Demarcus Robinson basically to run exclusively go routes last year. Tyler Scott can do that and so much more. Speed demon on the outside can play the inside, take a defense and just basically toss it to the wayside he's very similar speed parameter wise to a guy like Jalen Hyatt he's built a little bit thicker than a Jalen Hyatt he's a guy I like quite a bit him and his teammate Trey Tucker I think Baltimore needs that pretty badly would round out the core pretty nicely and allow it to you know he could play slot honestly with that type of speed would be very dangerous inside and allow the pieces that are already on the offense to truly eat then the last wide receiver out of the top 15 on PFF board is Mr. Marvin Mims. I have him sliding into Cleveland playing the small slot. Um, they have a decently good core right now, but they're constantly looking for weapons. They're constantly going to be drafting weapons for a guy like Deshaun Watson because you don't spend a guy, spend that much money on a guy and then not give him weapons is what my advice would be. Um, the only people to ever do that basically are the Green Bay Packers. Uh, pretty much every other team, once they give their quarterback the money, they start tossing weapons in the draft and tossing weapons and free agency to him repeatedly. And I think that happens pretty much immediately with a guy like Marvin Mims. So that rounds out all of the wide receivers in all of the draft and free agency. Just a quick rundown again. Um, free agents that found new landing spots in total. Robert Woods, Alan Lazard, Juju, um, Paris Campbell, DJ Chark, Noah Brown, Darius Slayton, Jarvis Landry, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks, OBJ. Um, a lot of guys, a lot of names that we're pretty confident in. Um, you know, they're standing in the history of the NFL game, but not so much what their outlook is going forward. It opened up a lot of interesting situations in the draft where we got Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, JSN, Zay Flowers, Nathaniel Dell, Josh Downs, Kayshawn Boutte, Jalen Hyatt, Xavier Hutchinson, Rasheed Rice, Parker Washington, Cedric Tillman, A.T. Perry, Tyler Scott, and Marvin Mims, all new spots. So going over the depth chart, just give you a breakdown of my overall, like kind of like power rankings of what, what we're looking at in this core group now. Um, alphabetic order all the way down, starting with the Arizona Cardinals. Their core after drafting Cedric Tillman would be that of Marquise Hollywood-Brown, Cedric Tillman on the outside with Rondell Moore in the slot. I think that's a versatile core and a good one for a rookie and or a replacement quarterback to come in and just kind of keep the ship afloat or fully tank it if you want to. If you want to bring in a really bad quarterback, uh, it's not going to be the wide receiver's fault if that's what Arizona looks like next year. Atlanta, um, looking pretty good. They have Drake London and two new pieces and Paris Campbell as a speed demon and Parker Washington to truly own the middle of the field to pair with a guy like Kyle Pitts at tight end. Uh, love that core for a guy like Desmond Ritter or even Lamar Jackson if he shows up there. Speaking of Lamar Jackson, we are looking at the Baltimore Ravens. They brought in Juju Smith-Schuster in that free agency period. They drafted Tyler Scott, um, as well. 
in this situation. And then they have Rashad Bateman still. So Bateman, Juju, and Tyler Scott would be fun for Lamar going forward, especially when you have just all that speed just locked away with guys like Justice Hill and Devin DuVernay, who still is perennially underrated and one of my favorite wide receivers coming out of the class when he did three years ago. Um, I think that's a really well-balanced wide receiver core and a lot of guys that are great at separating. Buffalo Bills, um, they bring in Robert Woods in free agency, and all of a sudden you're looking at old school Robert Woods in Buffalo uniform with Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. I think the people would like that a lot with Dawson Knox and the emergence of James Cook recently. Carolina bringing in Rasheed Rice in the draft allows them to fully round out this core for a rookie quarterback or specifically for a veteran quarterback if they bring in having DJ Moore, Rasheed Rice, and Terrace Marshall. Good one, two, three punch there. Um, Terrace Marshall as a three is basically what you're getting with Claypool as a three, which should make most people happy. Speaking of Claypool, um, the Bears roll into the season with Michael Thomas, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney as the wide receivers. I would prefer a wide receiver drafted here, but it just, it makes a little bit too much sense for it not to happen. So I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop in free agency. Going on to the Cincinnati Bengals, I have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, standing pat. Um, if they were to release, cut, or trade one of Higgins or Boyd, obviously this would shake the whole board up across the board. But I think they're pretty status quo with those three right now. Boyd is a very talented wide receiver three, has multiple 1,000-yard seasons when asked to be the wide receiver one. So he's just a guy that's reliable, steady Eddie for them over the middle. Cleveland Browns have Amari Cooper, DBJ still from last year, but they also drafted a guy like Marvin Mims. He's a small slot and a guy that they're kind of missing is that over the middle underneath type of guy to pair with a true X in Cooper and that deep threat in DPJ. Look at the Dallas Cowboys looking dirty with the addition of a just perennially thousand yard receiver in Brandon Cooks to pair up with CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, and most likely a tight end of some sort that they bring in a free agency because they're probably not going to be able to sign Dalton Schultz again. Denver is now looking good with Sutton and Judy still returning to pair up with Russell Wilson from last year, but a true separator of the middle to pair up um, just the route running acumen that you're going to get from Judy and Tank Dell on a week in week out basis with some of that speed too is pretty fun to think about. Detroit is going to be dropping, uh, basically rocking the exact same thing as last year with Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams, and Josh Reynolds. And then Green Bay, with the addition of Xavier Hutchinson in the draft, rounds out their wide receiver core rebuild over the last two years with Romeo Dubs, Xavier Hutchinson, and Mr. Christian Watson from last year's first round. Houston, with the addition of um, Jordan Addison, now has Jordan Addison, Nico Collins, and hopefully John Meshi returning from there. If they are able to then bring in a guy like Bryce Young, you have Bryce Young with basically two of the better separators in the last two drafts in Addison and Meshi, and a whole lot of talent around him compared to what Houston was rocking before. Indianapolis Colts, I had bringing in New Hopkins to pair with Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce, who was drafted last year in the second round. That core would be a bunch of skyscrapers, but real reliable skyscrapers. And that Indianapolis Colts would be able to f- keep afloat pretty much any quarterback that they put in there, hopefully, as long as they're not 35 plus in age. Jacksonville Jaguars, standing pat, basically. They brought in Calvin Ridley in a trade last offseason, but having Christian Kirk Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones in that offense should be just scary for a guy like Trevor Lawrence and then the Kansas City Chiefs bringing in Jarvis Landry in free agency and retaining a guy like Nicole Hardman just rounds out the core. You still have Tony there, but it's pretty much status quo from what they were dealing with last year. The Los Angeles Chargers would be rocking Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and George 
uh, sorry, Josh Palmer, pretty much the exact same thing that they were rocking last year. Not a lot of changes happening with that Chargers um, pass catching core. If they're not going to be cutting a guy like Keenan Allen, uh, which based off of the GM, I just don't see it really happening. Um, so I have him standing pat. Los Angeles Rams bring in a guy on the cheap and AT Perry in the draft, realistically going to be like a third or a fourth round pick to pair up with a, a pretty good comp form in Allen Robinson, as well as Cooper Cup, just guys that are very good at getting open and catching the ball. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders bring in some speed in the free agency period, bringing in a guy like DJ Chark from Detroit to pair up with Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. They finally have all three depths of the field for short, intermediate, and long covered now with those three players, as well as Darren Waller, if they choose to retain everyone currently on board. The Miami Dolphins standing pat, exact same as last time. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, nothing to change with that one, two, three punch. Um, it'll be interesting to see what tight end they have in there next year. That I think could shake up the offense quite a bit, as well as the overall running back core. Minnesota bringing in Josh Downs in the draft to eventually replace Adam Thielen, but until that run as that true slot underneath wide receiver opens up the offense a ton, especially when you take into account that they added Hawkinson last year as well. The New England Patriots retaining Jacoby Myers, drafting Jackson Smith and Jigba, and keeping Kendrick Bourne. But also at the same time, you're looking at that New England overall kind of roster, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that, it might be someone else's that wide receiver core. Maybe Devontae Parker is the true number three there, but pretty well-rounded, two really good separators, and it should help Mac Jones quite a bit underneath because he's never been a deep ball guy anyways. New Orleans Saints, I have them retaining Antonio Callaway as the um, – sorry, Marquez Callaway as the uh, wide receiver three here, but then bringing in Zay Flowers out of Boston College to pair up with Chris Olave, two great speed guys, one underneath, one a deep threat guy. The offense is pretty well balanced for whatever quarterback they decide to bring in. Um, if it's Jimmy G, I'd feel pretty confident about Flowers next year in fantasy. The New York Giants, completely new look wide receiver core, bringing back OBJ from the depths of hell, basically, bringing him back to New York, the big market, what he's always kind of striving for. Wondell Robinson from last year's draft, coming off of the injury and surgery in the offseason, and Keyshawn Boutte out of LSU this year being drafted, paired up with OBJ, who went to his alma mater, played a very similar style. He was being compared to him early on in the process at LSU and to truly kind of mentor him and hopefully get his ship righted in the NFL to show him how to do it uh, at the pro level. The New York Jets, I have them basically only bringing in Alan Lazard. They're cutting Gabe, da uh, not Gabe Davis. Uh, they're cutting Corey Davis, bringing in Alan Lazard to pair up preferably and realistically with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. And then you are left with Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Alan Lazard with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Sign everyone up in the league just to watch what that looks like, basically. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles standing pat, no additions whatsoever. So they're rocking A.J. Brown, De um, Devonta Smith, and Quest Watkins. The Pittsburgh Steelers bringing in a guy like... Um, Darius Slayton to pair up as a deep threat with George Pickens and Deontay Johnson makes a lot of sense. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers bringing in a guy like Noah Brown from the Dallas Cowboys, reliable number three wide receiver over the middle and a big touchdown score here would be pretty big on an offense that likes to move the ball quickly and then grind it out inside the 20s. You look at the Seattle Seahawks bringing in Jalen Hyatt to be the inevitable replacement 
to a guy like Tyler Lockett, but until then being the true deep speed threat to open up more of the intermediate game and keep those safeties just on the back of their heels the whole time. Sign me up in Seattle for that one. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers standing completely padded well. Um, They have no idea what the quarterback situation is going to be there. If it is Trask, they're not going to spend money on a wide receiver for Trask, basically. It's just going to be Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Russell Gage again. Tennessee, two big additions. Um, If they were to bring in both of these guys, which they have the money and the draft capital to do, they would be pairing up Traylon Burks from last year with Quentin Johnston and Judas Smith-Schuster. Throw anyone in there that you want to, but Ryan Tannehill with that wide receiver core is going to freaking eat next year if that was the case. And then Washington, once again, in similar fashion to what they did with their running back core, just due to how they've drafted over the last couple of years and what they've done in free agency, standing pat with Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Jahan Dotson. Guys, that's the whole wide receiver core. Those are my uh, my ideal fixes, me playing a little bit of a wide receiver GM this week on the episode and pretty overall well-rounded rosters here. Um, still some question marks at some of the wide receiver threes, but they're teams that don't ever throw to their wide receiver threes, basically. Uh, Miami being the first one that drops to my head. New England, doesn't really matter what the wide receiver three is if they have JSN and Jacoby Myers. New Orleans Saints, the quarterback's not going to be good enough next year to really utilize your wide receiver three anyways. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers, who really just need a deep threat to kind of open up space for the other two um everyone else pretty much locked up and it's a lot of rosters i would like quite a bit um as always let me know what you thought in the comments on the videos on the podcast uh if you're not in the patreon group chat um you gotta get in there uh, i'm dropping nuggets daily we're in combine time right now it's been a fun time dropping a lot of info for this rookie class and Hope you enjoyed the episode. Next week, we're going into the quarterback slash tight ends. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because there's only a couple of each that are in the free agency and draft market that are actually of interest for a lot of people. And then before you know it, we're going to be diving exclusively into the deep prospect analysis and comparison leading up to the NFL draft. As always, I'm your host, Dallas. Again, find me on Twitter at Salad Galore, Dallas, but backwards to the double L. And until next week, have a great time. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.